Look to our precious Jesus today who saves, heals, delivers, and blesses. This is your day for a miracle. John chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. That was the true light, which lighteth every man that comes into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and knew him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Of his fullness have we received grace for grace, The law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus. We've got to understand that the Son of God, when the Word of God declares in the beginning was the Word, He's the pre-existent Word. He's the everlasting Word. So this Jesus, this amazing Savior, who's going to heal and touch your life and make you whole tonight, this precious lamb of glory that stands tall and holy. This man of Galilee, carpenter from Nazareth. This amazing man, amazing God, fully man, fully God. God in the flesh who walked among men. When they saw him, they were amazed as they looked upon him going up the hills of Galilee. The Bible tells me that He is the eternal Word, the Word, the revelation of who God is that became flesh, took upon Himself the form of flesh. The same was in the beginning with God. This amazing Word, this eternal Word, is also the personal Word. For the Bible says, uh, the same was in the beginning with God, personal God. All things were made by Him. Creative Word. In the beginning was the Word, that's eternal. With God, personal. All things were made by Him. Creative. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. Not only is this word eternal, not only is this word personal, not only is this word creative, but life-giving in him was life. 
And then verse 5 says, And the light shines in darkness. Not only is he the life-giving word, he's the light-giving word. This Jesus we talk about, who is he? He's the eternal word of God. He's the personal word of God. He's the creative word of God. The Bible tells me that he's the life-giving word of God. He's the light-giving word of God. But more than that, for it says that was the true light that lights every man that comes into the world. Not only is he the light-giving word, he's the illuminating word. He's the one who reveals you to yourself. You see that God Almighty reveals his son in this amazing portion of scripture. He's eternal. Jesus is eternal, the eternal word. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. That to me reveals the eternal master, whom we call Jesus. Jesus, the son of Mary. Jesus, the son of David. Jesus of Nazareth, the man Christ Jesus. Eternal, personal, creative. That's why when he touched mud, he turned mud into eyes. That's why he can walk on water. That's why he can speak a word and the dead are raised. Life-giving. Light-giving. Illuminates every man who comes to him. Illuminates you be because the second you come to Jesus, all darkness is canceled in your life. Somebody say hallelujah. And as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. Even to them that believe on his name. Who is he? The saving word. Not only is he eternal, not only is he personal, not only is he creative, not only is he life-giving, not only is he light-giving, not only is he illuminating, the Bible tells me he's also saving. Saving word. As many as received him to them, give me power to become the sons of God, even to them who believe on his name. That's salvation right there. When you come to Jesus, it's impossible not to receive his salvation. Of his fullness have we received grace for grace. Every time I read this, I see him as the gracious word. There are seven revelations in just those few verses of Scripture. He's the gracious word of God. For the law was given by Moses. Oh, this is marvelous. But grace through Jesus. But I want to finish with this one. And I'm going to put it last, even though it's mentioned earlier. 
And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory. The incarnate Word. The man Christ. Eternal. Personal. Creative. Life-giving. Light-giving. Illuminating. Saving, gracious, and flesh. The man Christ Jesus. When they saw him, they were amazed. He's the man Christ Jesus. It's amazing to me that in chapter 2 of John, he is revealed as the Son of Man. The Word of God in John 1. The Son of Man in John 2. Hmm. Divine teacher in John 3. Because it was in John 3 verse 2. The same came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, teacher. We know you come from God and you know you're a teacher. I, the Holy Spirit, has placed in the Gospel of John the most amazing revelation of this man. We call the Messiah. Seven revelations right up top of who the Word of God is. And then presents him in chapter 2, the man, Christ. In chapter 3, divine teacher. In chapter 4, soul winner. Because in chapter 4, he won that woman at the well. In chapter 5, the great physician. Will not be made whole. I feel the anointing of the Holy Ghost here. Lift your hands and say, thank you, Jesus, for the anointing. There we see the Messiah, the man Christ Jesus in chapter 2, the divine teacher in chapter 3, the soul winner in chapter 4, the great physician in chapter 5, in chapter 6, verse 35. I am the bread of life. In chapter 7, the water of life. In chapter 8, the defender of those who are weak. People are getting healed even while I'm ministering. Chapter 9, the light of the world. Jesus said, for judgment, I'm coming to this world. That they which see not might see, and they which see might be made blind. He said, I am the light of the world in this great chapter. The good shepherd in chapter 10. 
the resurrection and the life in chapter 11. The king in chapter 12. The servant, chapter 13. Who is this Jesus? Who is this amazing Messiah? The Bible tells me that this blessed Lord is eternal and personal and creative and life-giving and light-giving and illuminating and saving and gracious and a physical person who walked the earth. And then it introduces him in this most amazing way, the Holy Spirit as the man Christ and the divine teacher and the soul winner and the great physician. And you, and you are amazed as you read the Gospels. And you see him in chapter 13 washing the feet of his disciples. And he's the great comforter in chapter 14. The vine, the true vine in chapter 15. And and there the baptizer and the Holy Ghost in chapter 16. And in chapter 17, he's the great prayer warrior, the great intercessor for our souls. These that thou hast given unto me, I have lost none, save the son of perdition. I pray for them. I pray not for the world, but for them which thou hast given me. The suffering Messiah in chapter 18. The Savior, the uplifted Savior in chapter 19. If I be lifted up, and he was, lift your hands and say, Jesus, whisper that blessed, precious name. Jesus, the great conqueror over death of chapter 20. Quickly come stand behind me with your microphones. That, that anointing is going gonna, is gonna to fall real quick here. You got it. Yeah, great. Just right on. There is something about that name. In chapter 21, he, he's re the, the restorer of human lives. My God. Jesus. He, he, he restored Peter in that chapter, people. He didn't condemn him. The man who denied him, what happened in that chapter? He said, Peter, do you love me? Wow, Jim. Never once did the Son of God look at Peter and say, why did you do that? Why did you deny me? Never. He reached out to him and said, You love me? Yeah, Lord. Peter, you love me? Yes, Lord. 
What was he doing? He was restoring him to himself. You love me? Yeah. Feed my lambs, feed my sheep. Restored Peter. Keep singing that precious name. And that's how the book ends. That's how the book ends. The Restorer of Men. Lift your hands and call his name. Stand up and, and, and worship him. Come on. Lift your hands and worship him. There's miracles happening, James. All over this building. There's miracles happening all over this place. Brian, can you help me down there? Just go down the aisles and, and, and find those healings. Come on, Tim. You too. Find those healings. Come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden. I will give you rest. What a promise. What an amazing promise. Come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden. I'll give you rest. 
He loves you. His love is eternal. And all you have to do today is come to the master. Give him your pain and disease. Give him your trouble. Just cast all your cares on him. How he loves you and cares for you. If all the angels in heaven stood before God demanding that he quits loving you, he'd say no. Paul wrote, I am persuaded of neither death or life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present or things to come or height or depth or any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. Not one time did God look at Gabriel or Michael or any of the angels and say, I love you. But to us, he says, I love you with an everlasting love. Today, give him that problem. Please, don't keep it. Don't hold on to it. You don't know what to do with it anyways. Just give it to Jesus. Just surrender it to the Lord. Let's pray right now. Let's believe God together that the need in your life, your home, with your family, your marriage, your finance, is done, taken care of, because he promised it. Father, your word declares it's not by might nor by power. But by my spirit, saith the Lord. Just stretch your hands towards me right now. Come on, I'm feeling the anointing of God here. Stretch your hands towards me or place your hand on your body if, if you need healing in your body. Or just lift your hands to heaven and just say, Dear Jesus, just call on him. Father, right now we come into agreement. Every need is met. Every problem canceled. Your word declares casting all our cares on you because you care for us. You said, come on to me, all you labor, all you who are heavy laden, I'll give you rest. Sweetest Jesus, we give you our pain. We give you our sorrows. We give you our troubles. We give you our sickness. Everything, Lord, right now, we lay it at your feet. And dear Jesus, as your people do that, as that one watching this program does that, let them feel your blessed touch. Lord, bring healing to those in need of healing. Peace to those in need of peace. Joy to those in need of joy. Liberty to those in need of liberty. Right now, Lord, lay your healing hand upon everyone calling upon your name. I give you praise. There's someone watching me, a lady is watching me, with a growth on your neck. The growth is going down. Dear Jesus, I give you praise. Arthritis, I rebuke it in Jesus' name. A liver infection in someone's liver is just being healed. I give you praise. Skin cancer is being healed. I give you glory. Wonderful, Lord Jesus. Swelling in someone's right foot, real bad. The Lord is healing that somebody that I'm talking to. Receive your healing. Listen, I don't have to call out every healing. All you have to say is, dear Jesus, touch me and he'll do it. That's right. Call upon me in the day of trouble, and I will deliver thee, and thou shalt glorify me, is what God says to us. So call on him now. I promise you the Lord will answer that prayer. He'll answer that heart's cry. Do it today. And don't miss one program this whole week. For it's not by might or by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. This is your day for a miracle. Hi, my name is Chris Lindbergh, and I just want to encourage you with something today. 
And it's a great life principle. And that's this, give up something today for something that I want tomorrow. Like that's a great earth principle. So if, if you want to have a, a great retirement someday, you've got to give up some certain things now for that future day. See, wisdom always chooses the future over the present. And not only is that a great life principle, it's an even better eternity principle. In fact, I want you to see what Jesus said in Matthew. He said this in chapter 6 in verse 19 through 21. He said, don't store up treasures here on earth. In other words, don't just have earth bank accounts. In fact, Jesus right here was giving us the greatest stock insider trading tip of all time because he's telling us that this whole thing is going to burn up someday. So like he was saying, don't just plant all your eggs in this basket called earth because he, he goes on and he says, it's the place where moths eat them and rust destroys them or where thieves break in and steal. No, 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 no. Store your treasures in heaven. So let me just time out right there. I want to ask you a question. What does your heavenly bank account look like? And in fact, I think that we need to be very intentional about what that looks like. In fact, I encourage our folks that are in our church, make sure that you invest in things that are going to give you the greatest E-R-O-I, eternal return on investment. Because we do that in the natural, do we not? We find commodities and stocks and mutual funds and, and real estate and companies that are going to give us the greatest ROI. And I'm telling you, we need to do the exact same thing when it comes to kingdom arenas. We need to find places that are going to give us the greatest eternal return on investment. In fact, let me take a moment and just blow away a myth that gets floated out there from time to time about all of this. And I've heard people say that, that, that God is going to reward all good deeds. And I truly personally believe that not all good deeds will be rewarded by God. So for example, you can feed the whole world. And if the whole world goes to hell, you still lose. No, we're not just going to feed the world. We're going to feed the world in Jesus' name. I'm going to find places that are feeding the world, that are touching the world, that are doing it in the name of Jesus. So in other words, if what I do on this earth shows up in eternity, there, there's a, a reward attached to that. And that's why I'm so thankful for Pastor Benny Hinn's ministry. It's an opportunity to be a part of a ministry that is impacting the world with the saving and healing power of Jesus Christ, literally raising up tens of thousands of pastors to be touched by the power of God, going places that you can never go, but because of your support, they're able to go. In fact, Jesus continues on and he says, moths and rust cannot destroy this. and Thieves don't break in and steal when it's invested into heaven. And he said this, which by the way, if one of you want to know why somebody that shows up to church sometimes seems like they're more in love with Jesus than you are, I'll give you one of the secrets to that. And that is that that's where their treasure is. Their treasure is in heaven. See, Jesus said this, wherever your treasure is, so wherever you're, you're serving, your attention, your money is, wherever your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And I believe that we have the opportunity to vest into the kingdom of God. And I'm going to ask you to do that today. In fact, I'm going to ask you today to call that number that's on your screen. The ways to give are right there. And I want to bless you today as, as you do just that. And so, Father, in the name of Jesus, bless your people today as we step out to make a difference with our resources. 
We pray, oh God, that you would use them to see this world touched and saved and changed in the mighty strong name of Jesus Christ, I pray, amen.